Let's begin our discussion of Parshas Pekude, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. If we uh, thought the year was going slow, so this Shabbos wakes us up. This is the start of it all, Parsha Shkalem, as we uh, have the first of the Dalat Parshias, Shabbos Mavarchem Adar, month and a half until, not a month and a half, a little more than a month and a half until, until Pesach, and we are on our way, Purim, Pesach, Shavuos, as we get into this exciting time on the on the Jewish calendar. So we'll have a couple of thoughts related to Parshas Pekudei, and then we'll end off with one or two thoughts related to Parshas Shkalim. So we'll start off with the beginning of the Parsha, where the Torah tells us, in the beginning of Pekudei, we alluded to the Gematria last year that Rebbeinu Bachai discusses, Eilof Pekudei HaMishkan, Mishkan HaEidus, Asher Pukar Alpi Moshe, this is the Pekudei, Pekudei HaMishka, Mishka HaEdus. So Rashi, Rashi notes on the beginning, second Rashi on the Parsha, HaMishkan Mishkan, what is the double Lashon of HaMishkan Mishkan? So you see the beginning of source number one, he quotes it, Shnei Pa'amim, two times, Mishkan Mishkan. Remez LeMishkan Shenismashken Bishnei Churbanin Alavonusein Shel Yisrael. What is this double Lashon Mishkan? It's referring to the Beis HaMikdash. The two Bate Mikdash that were taken as a Mashkon, as a collateral for the sins of Am Yisrael, that's, that's Mishkan here. Pekude HaMishkan, Mishkan, Mishkan HaEdus. That's the double Lashon Rashi says is being alluded to in this, in this passage. That's Rashi. So two questions let's ask on the Rashi. First question you see in Kamoti Shalarav, he quotes this from the Sefer Elif HaMagin. It's a great wonder. What exactly is Rashi is or Chazal telling us by saying that this is a Tanchuma that Rashi is quoting? What what is the message? We're about to build the Mishkan. B'nai Yisrael have just erected it. It's beautiful. It's fi- finally this is the has been the goal, which we'll get to later. Also, the goal of the entire Sefer Shmos, the entire Geula process is to create a resonance where HaKadosh Baruch Kaviyachol could dwell amongst Klai Yisrael. This is a beautiful day. It's like a wedding day. It's exciting. We're all there. We're ready to build it. And what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu allude to? That we're going to lose this Mishkan? That there's going to be a Churban HaMishkan? And there's not only going to be one Churban HaMishkan. We're going to build something else and that's also going to be taken? And we're going to build something else after that and that's also going to be taken? What's the purpose? What's the message of mentioning the Churbanus now? Exactly when you're building something, when you're when when the simcha is so great, Dafka, then you're like, well, this is gonna end very soon. And you know the next one, you're gonna be beautiful, and then that one's gonna end too. And the next one's What's the message of Chazal? Imagine, right after you had a wedding, and right after the chup, right after the Kriyas Aksuba, Mechubit Arava go and Arash Yeshiva to read the Ksuba, and he reads the Ksuba, and the Masada Kedushin gives it to the Chassan to give to the Kala, and he says, this is a beautiful Ksuba. You know, all the Ksubas that you ever have in your life, you know, they should be beautiful, it should be wonderful. You know what, the next one, after you use this one, you know, the next Ksuba that you have... What are the ksubas for? They're getting married. What are you talking about? Churbanus. Talking about the destruction you're building. It's beautiful. He turns to the chazan and said, Ah, Kamenok, Sabiyadosh, Sofer. What a gorgeous ksuba. Let me tell you, you know this, let me tell you about another. What exactly is the message here? Line six. There's no other places to allude to the Khurbanos, the Khurban Abayas. This is the day of the Chanukah Mishkan, the day of Ashras Ashkina, that the Rabban says this is a continuation, a Hemshuk of Maimon Ar Sinai. So on this day that you finally reach the, the goal of everything, that's when you mention this? And I'll add another question, which his answer answers. Why Davka the Lashon of Mashkon? He has a play on words from Mishkan, but if you look at the Chazal, Chazal Davka say that the Bati Migdash are Nismashkain. They act as collaterals. A collateral is usually understood in lieu of payment, in lieu of something, I take a collateral. You don't have enough money to pay me back, so I'm going to take a collateral instead. I'm going to take a Mashkon. So how is the Mikdash, 
How are the two Bati Mikdash collaterals? How are they mashkos? So number one, why is this here? And number two, why Dafka do, do Chazal use that lush? So this Sefer, the Kamotzi Shalarav quotes, quotes a uh, Mashal. Mashal Madar Adoma, line 13. Somebody has to go to Africa. You should watch out which countries you go to in Africa these days. Yaveshes Rechoko, Musukenes, very dangerous. He doesn't know where he's going to go. He doesn't know what people he's going to be around there. Shabakach, Yada, Aluhu, I don't think I have any listeners in Africa. I've got other continents. But I still don't. Uh, hmm? South Africa, maybe. I'm going to get an email this week from South Africa. But let's say North and North Africa, Northern Africa and Mid Africa. Probably not too, not too safe places there. So he knows he's probably going to be He's probably going to meet some wild people. Not so safe there. So he doesn't want to take any, anything valuable with him. He doesn't want to take anything that might be um, tempting for those who want to who want to rob him. So before he leaves, Siva Brebeso, Make sure you can go through my suitcases. Make sure I have nothing, nothing valuable. I'm gonna take the old the old iPod. I'm not gonna take the the new the new one. I'm gonna and I take the oh nothing. The the the, the fake watch and Nothing valuable. I want to make sure I'm okay. The Apple Hikman mode, and even he was very careful. to remove his gold watch. I'll take a couple of uh, a couple of dollars, a couple of shekel. That's it. Nothing valuable. Imagine how depressed and worried he was. The first place he gets to on his trip, he gets to Shtakin Bapuntak Drachim. He gets to an inn, Matzah, and he sees in one of his tikim. There's one gold tabas. There's a gold coin they forgot to take out. The kids missed. The kids, it was in another pocket. My wife had used this on the previous trip and she had left it there. Oh, what am I going to do? Well, I can't believe this is terrible. I'm going to have to guard this. I'm probably going to get robbed. I'm probably going to get hurt. They're going to ask me what, they're going to search me. So at that moment, he was very angry at his family. He's very angry at, at the situation. He didn't have a choice. What was he supposed to do? He couldn't turn around. Okay, what can I do? I'll take it along and I'll do my best. I'll try to be careful. He's got to be careful. Okay, what can I do? Throughout the trip, nothing ever occurred. Nobody attacked him. He didn't lose it. But what happened? He got sick. He got one of the local diseases. He got very dangerously ill. And you know what he did? He was able to give that gold tabaas in order to get proper medical attention. And by giving it and getting the money in Tmura as a substitute for it, he got the best doctor in the place and he was able, after a couple of weeks, he was able to get better. He gets better, he makes a couple of business deals, makes a couple of investments, he gets his money back, he buys back the tabas and he heads home. Shalom al Yisrael. What's the message of the story? We think sometimes that a Kaddish Baruch Hu takes something from us and we think that it's terrible or he gives something to us or something happens to us. or so- We think that it's only what we see in front of our eyes. We think Chorban Abayas, obviously the Chorban Abayas was terrible. The Chorban Abayas was, was the two of the greatest tragedies ever to befall the Jewish people. Tishabah, two out of the five. Tragedies. And yet what a Chazal tell us? Rashi quotes it in Meseches Kedushin, line 33. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, What do you mean, Mizmar La'asaf? The Parakatilim describes the Chorban Abayas. Why is it a Mizmar? It should be a Kina, it should be a lamentation. Ela, Asaf Amarshira, Al Shakila, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Chamaso, Be'etzim Uba'avanim Shebebeso. The Mizmar is that Kodesh Baruch Hu took his wrath out on the sticks and the stones of the Beis Amikdash and not Am Yisrael. Who should have been punished for the sin Aschinam? Who should have been punished for the Gilead Rai Shvichas Damin and Avodah Zara? What, the building? The building didn't do anything wrong? 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu took it as a substitute. Because I love you too much, Klai Yisrael. I can never bear to be without you. So I'll take a mashkon. I'll take a substitute. So really, what does the Churban reflect in a deeper sense? Even though on the surface it looks bad, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was just setting us up and telling us that I love you and therefore I want to make sure that you have something in place that I could take instead. Like the jewel that the person had because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want to be able to save you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu alludes to the Mbatei Mikdash because it's a mitzvah. Things don't last forever. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, I'm giving you a Mikdash because I'm going to take that Mikdash as a mashkon because I'm going to keep you. Because Torah lasts forever. Like we also had in last week's Parsha and Parsha's Truma. The Badim always stay in the Aran. Why? Because Torah and connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes throughout the Gullahs until Bayashlishi comes. That's why it's called a mashkon. And that's, not, that's why it's not a depressing fact to know on the day of the Binyan, Binyan Mishkan. Because the message is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never, never going to give up on Klai Yisrael. We discussed this a little bit last year. Parshas Vo'eschan on Shabbos Nachamu. That's the Nechama. The Nechama after Tishabav. We still don't have a base of Migdash. What are we so misnachim about? Even Tishabav afternoon. Ironically, says Rav Salvechik. Tishabav afternoon already our Avelis gets less. We sit on chairs. We put on tefillin. Our Avelis gets less. Dafko and the base of Migdash started burning even war, even hard, even. Hotter and, and, and higher? Yes, but dafka. Because now we realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu has taken the mashkon. HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided not to destroy his people, but to take the mashkon, and that's what we see in our Rashi. Remez mishkan shenis mashkin b'shnei churban and avon Yisrael. The mishkan was taken as a mashkon, or the batei mikdash was taken as a mashkon, instead of the people themselves who really deserve the punishment. Okay, moving right along. Let's go to the next Pasuk. Next Pasuk. Pasuk Chav Beis. Arashi, we already spoke about last week and last year, but we'll discuss it again. Pasuk tells us, Uvitzalo ben Uri ben Chur, Lamati Yehuda, Bitzalel. Asa es kol asher tziva Hashem es Moshe. Interesting, just, to, just as a parenthetical thought, I didn't, think, I didn't see anyone who picked up on this, but Bitzalel is the grandson of Chur. Who is Chur? What do we know about Chur? We don't know much about Chur. What do we know about Chur? He was killed by the Chet Egel. Right? And that's Aaron Cohen when it says, Vayar Mizbeach, Vayiv Mizbeach Lefanov, it says, Vayiv Mizavuach Lefanov. Aaron sees Chur killed. He's like, Oh, I better, I better not be killed. And therefore he tried to figure out other ways to get people, get Klai Yisrael to not do the Egel. But Betzalel is the grandson of Chur. And he's the one that's building the Mishkan, the, the star art, the main architect, thinking about the Midrashim, how the Mishkan is a kapara for the Egel, but Salel, the grandson of Chur, who was killed there, is building the Mishkan. So, but Salel builds the Mishkan. Says Rashi. So, Rashi is Medayik in the Pasuk. Why did it say, but Salel did everything that Hashem told Moshe? What's the emphasis? Asher Tziva oso Moshe Sivkan. It doesn't say here everything that Moshe told him. It says that everything that Hashem told Moshe. It would have been better that Basal did everything that Moshe told him. And yet it doesn't say that. Even items that Moshe didn't tell him, Basalel intuited by himself what a Baruch Hu must have told Moshe. What does that mean? His kima daito lamasha neemar lamosha misinai bisinai. He figured it out. Why? Kimoshet siva lebetzala lasoschila kelim bakach mishkan. If you look in Parshas Truma, if you look in Parshas Vayakel, all the kelim are listed. First are listed all the kelim, and then you have the mishkan, the krushim. Am lebetzalel minagola lasoschila bias bakach mesim kelim basocha. I discussed last week. You don't buy an all your furnishings, and then build your house. First you have a place to put it, first you have a house, and then you put the kalim in there. Amar lo! So, He says, so he says, B'tzala answers Moshe, I'm doing it the other order. Moshe says, how'd you know? Amar lo, Moshe, B'tzel kel hayita, your name fits you. In the shadow of God, you are. B'tzel kel hayita. Ki baruchu That's what Hashem told me, and that's what happened. Mishkan t'chila v'yachar kach asa kelem. Right? So Gemara and Brachis on Daf Nun Hei. What is the pshat of this Machlokas? What was Moshe thinking? Why was Moshe mistaken? 
What did B'tzalel know that Moshe didn't? Many Pshatim given. We're going to do tonight two Rav Yosef Nechemi Kornitzers. One smaller one right now and one little larger one a little bit later. And he gives a similar idea to what we discussed in past years, but he has his own way of saying it. What was Moshe thinking? What was B'tzalel thinking? Line two. Moshe didn't, didn't understand his logic. That first he built the Mishkan and then the Kalim. Why? Even in, in Shruma, Hashem gave the Sivui, it seems like that. She says, let me quote the Medrash. The Medrash says that there is a connection between Naseh and Nishma and V'yichuli Truma and the Mishkan. What's the connection between those two events? Naseh and Nishma, the greatest statement that Klai Yisrael ever said nationally, together. What's the connection between that and Truma? V'ha'inyan. Says of Yosef Nechemia. When Klai Yisrael said Nasev they were on a level that was not in this world. Nasev is not based on logic. Nasev is, we'll do whatever you say, that's not logical. We don't know what you're going to tell us, but we'll do it anyway. Their commitment was blind faith, Literally. How are we going to do it? We don't know. Blind faith. Right? Like, a, like a child has for a parent. A child doesn't understand most things that a parent does for it. But blind faith. If a parent is on one side of the street and a parent puts out the, his, uh, his or her arms and says, here, come run to me. A child doesn't even look both ways. A child just trusts the parent. You know what's good for me. That's what we were doing. Nasev and Ishma. And if somebody acts that way with their relationship with Hashem, Hashem acts that way with them. And at that point in history, there was no room to ask the question. Um, we usually build buildings before we build, put the furnishings in. No, that's logic. That's Teva. When B'nai Yisrael were in the Nasev and Nishma realm, pre-Egel, there was no room for such questions. HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have figured it out. How to have the Kalim before the Mishkan. The Kalim were the goal, obviously. So make the Kalim first. I'll figure it out. V'yein lishol heichan achnisam. Ki be'emes Torah u'mitzvah slomala mi'ateva. U'makam ha'ar minyamin amida, as the Gemara says. The Aaron didn't take up any space, even though it took up space. The Aaron carried those who carried it. The Aaron was totally lomala mi'ateva. So the entire existence of the Jewish people would have been that. Because they said Nasev and Ishma. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu in turn, at that point in history, Moshe would have been right. Exactly what Hashem told, what Moshe thought. First the Caleb, because that's the goal, and then the Mishkan. That's what he would have said. Al-Kain, that's the message. Nasev and Ishma, the Yikuli Truma. That's the HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. The Yikuli Truma, and in this order with the Caleb first. But then what happened? Then the Egel occurred and B'nai Yisrael slipped all the way down. No more, no more Nisim, no more what's going to be, Klai Yisrael, the Malam and no more Nasev and Ishma. What does it say? They took off their crowns, their Edyam, one from Nasev, one from Nishma. The Gemara Shabbos that says they got these crowns from the Malachim by Nasev and Nishma. What happened by the Egel? They took them off because they lost this level of Lamalam and Ateva. Amnam, where was Moshe Rabbeinu though this whole time? Moshe was still in Shemayim. Moshe was still in the pre-Egel world. Amnam, Moshe Rabbeinu, Olav Shalom B'Shasa Egel, Haya B'Shamayim, B'Sham Lo The taint, the stain, didn't reach Moshe Rabbeinu at that time. So when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down, Hashem says, go down. And Moshe Rabbeinu goes down, and assuming like Rashi, that the Mishkan was a kapar for the Egel, then Moshe Rabbeinu, after that whole Egel situa- um, for, uh, sin and punishment and forgiveness, Moshe gives the Tzivoy. Moshe thinks we're still on the same, we're going, I'm giving you the Tzivoy that I received beforehand. But Saul says, Moshe, no, you don't understand. That might have been good in the Lamalam and Atel, the pre-Egel world, but right now things are different. Right now, things have to be betochatefa. Okay, 
El Kale, Al Kane Shaw, Betzalel, Hechanachnisam, that's why Betzalel wins. Because Betzalel is Betevach. That's the Machlokas between Moshe, who was already from before Moshe lost the argument. Because Moshe was still from pre ego when he was still on Harsinai, and Betzalel was the realist. He knew exactly, he knew exactly what was needed at this time. It's always important to know what stage of history we are at. It's interesting that later in history, an exact opposite mistake was made by all of Klal Yisrael. The Malbim says this. I didn't give this to you, but you can write it down on the side. The Malbim writes, Parakhes in Shmuel Aleph. We have the story of Klal Yisrael asking for a king. We want a king! And Shmuel Hanavi and Lahabdil, Kadosh Baruch Hu, Get very, very angry. What are you asking for a king for? Ma'as, you're disgusted in me. You're disgusted in, in Shmuel's leadership. I can't... Everybody's very, very angry. That's what the Pazak says in... Everything they did at Kodesh was very, very angry. Very angry. So why were they angry? Why was he angry? Question all the Mepharshim. Why was HaKadosh Baruch Hu angry? HaKadosh Baruch Hu angry. There's a parsha of the Torah. It's a mitzvah in the Torah of a melech. Som tasim alach melech. So what was Shmuel Hanavi? What was HaKadosh Baruch Hu angry for? Many, many pshatim given. The Radak quotes a few pshatim. The Malbim gives a pshat. The Malbim on that pasik in Shmuel Aleph gives a pshat. Why was HaKadosh Baruch Hu angry? An exact opposite of the Moshe B'Tzalel discussion here. At that stage, says the Malbim, when Shmuel Hanavi was still leading Klal Yisrael, they were in a Lamalam and Ateve existence. Kodesh Baruch Hu was in charge of them. They need something, they go to Shmuel. Shmuel Hanavi, Kodesh Baruch Hu spoke to Shmuel. Shmuel, Shmuel, he said to him twice, at the beginning of the Sefer. You have Shmuel Hanavi, what do you need a king for? What do you need an army for? What do you need to be in the, in the world of Teva for? Klal Yisrael didn't realize that they were in the Olam Hanisim at that stage. Yes, a king is going to be appropriate, but that's later. After we have a, once we have a Beis Hamikdash, after we, after everything, there'll be a time for a king, but not now, says the Malbim. Klal Yisrael thought that, oh, they're asking for a king, but that's out of Teva. But it's saying, no, you don't appreciate the time that you live in, says the, Says the uh, Malbim, Rak Acha Yerusha Yeshiva, Sha'az Ha Yu'itim, Sha'az Mamelech Hashem Svakos, Vayukhoa Amim, Takas Anhagas Ateva, Oz Rashus O Mitzvah Biyadam Lakim Lem Melech, Kachol Haamim Asher Svivo Sehem. But, but, Shmuel Chai, Asher Dovka Bohash, Kacha Elokis, Va'alav Hashemayim Haroim Ki, Hashem, Bakol Godol Aplishtim, at that time, Lo Hayalohem Lazov Anhagazu, we want you, Shmuel. Forget your sons. We want you, Shmuel. We want a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So it's an exact opposite mistake that was made in this time. Moshe thought it was still nice and really it was Olam HaTeva at that point until he got back to the mud and the Be'er and the, and the Anan. While in the later time in history, B'nai Yisrael wanted it, they, they asked for a king, but really it was an Olam Hanes at that time, and they jumped the gun. Okay. Moving right along. One small idea, small Meshachachma before we get to another major question. Going now, a couple of Prakim later, Perak Mem. Perak Mem, Pasaglam, and Gimel. After all the Sivuyim of the Mishkan and the Begadim, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe, he gives him a list of, I'm sorry, Yud Gimel, Mem Yud Gimel, Kodesh Baruch Hu gives Moshe a list what exactly he should do. This is what you should do on the first day of Nisan. Put the, put the Luchos in the Aron and put the Parochas and the Shulchan, put everything, line everything up, put the Kiyar, put up the walls, and then what do you do? You take the Shemana Mishcha, you take the oil, and you anoint the Mishkan, and you sanctify the Mishkan, and you pour oil on the Mizbeach, and then you pour oil on the Kiyar, and Pasuk your base. Now, you deal with the Kohanim. Then you take Aaron and his kids to the Yomoed. You put Aaron's clothing on him. You make him into the Kohen Gadol. 
by putting his clothes on. There's bon of takriv, he'll kutanos. Then you bring his kid, his children, his sons, and you put their clothes on. Umashachta osam kasher mashachta esavim. Anoint them just like you anointed their father Aaron. The chihanuli, and their mashicha should be lekuhunatolan. Meshachachm is bothered by four words in the Torah. Anoint them. The Rambam in Mishnah Torah could give comparisons. Why is the Torah giving a comparison? The Rambam that teaches Lundis gives comparisons. Kishem. The Torah. Hashem Salim Moshe, anoint them. Anoint them like you anointed Aaron. I know how to anoint them. Tell me, anoint them like you anointed Aaron, their father? Well, what's, what's the message of that? What? I wouldn't anoint how to anoint. I, you told me how to anoint, so I know how to anoint. So what are those four words, teach, four words teaching me? Kasher mashachta esavihem. Says the Meshachachma, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going down into the psyche of Moshe Rabbeinu. Trying to preclude a natural thought and feeling that he might have. Even though he was the greatest and closest person that ever walked the face of the earth. And that, was, that is one of our animamins. One of the 13 tenets of our faith. Yes. But Afapiki in the Meshachachma says it. We can learn the Meshachachma. Says the Meshachachma, Yitachain. It is possible. Not for sure, but it is possible. Da'amailus Aaron, Lo haya Moshe Miskane, Shahaya Navi Vamelech, the Kohen Gadol. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't jealous of Aaron. He wasn't. Moshe Rabbeinu had his position, Aaron had his position. He was the Kohen Gadol, and he was the Melech. Okay. We each have our positions. You know what he, he really might have irked him or might have, might have made him upset? But if you remember back Rashi in Parsha Shmos already said on the Pazach, by the snare, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, Moshe wanted a dynasty. Moshe was interested in, in, in children continuing carrying the torch. Bikish Moshe Shiamidu Mimenu Koanimu Malachim. And a Kurdish Barakhu says, No, 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 sorry, I'll take her up halom, klomar, lo yu banecha makrivin, shekvar mutukenesa kahuna laarna chicha, Aaron's gonna have the dynasty, Moshe. I'm sorry, not you. Mo- Hashem already told Moshe that. But that's much harder to swallow. Much harder to swallow. Okay, I have a great position, and my brother has a great position. My kids are gonna be nothing, and my brother's kids are gonna forevermore be Kohanim Gedolim. The Imkain says the Meshachachma, Ulai, Lo Yimshach Osam, Besimcha Rabo, Belev Shalem. Maybe there would be a tinge, a little, little bit. Again, he's talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, but it's the Meshachachma talking. Maybe there'll be a little bit of, of not as, you know, a little, little disappointment. Little Moshe Rabbeinu was a human being. A little bit, I'm going to anoint you forever. So that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu says, just like you, Moshe Aaron Akoin, so too, be Moshe his kids. This is what I want. This is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells me to do. I have to try the best of my abilities to do it besimcha, to do it accepting His will. I say, I say, so no, That's the Meshachachma. Those four words maybe giving us a little human insight into what Hakadosh Baruch Hu he understands. Hakadosh Baruch Hu knows, and therefore he had to give Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, that little extra chizik, and a little extra direction in what he was supposed to be thinking and feeling when he anointed the children of Aaron Akawi. Okay. Probably the most famous phrase in this entire parsha, which comes up many, many times, is Kasher Tziva Hashem Es Moshe. After every section, we have a phrase like that. B'nai Yisrael did it, Kasher Tziva Hashem Es Moshe. Starting from Shishi, they made the, he set up the um, Mishkan and the Adonav and the Khrushchev, Kachasiv Hashem Moshe. He put the Aronin and the Badim and the Kapores and he put the Eidus, Kachasiv Hashem Moshe. The Shulchan, and he put the Lechma Panimane, Kachasiv Hashem Moshe. The Menorah, Kachasiv Hashem Moshe. The Ketoreth, Kachasiv Hashem Moshe. He sets up the the netting, the netting, Masach HaPesach LaMishkan, and the Mizbeach, Kasher Tziv Hashem Moshe. He puts the Kior, Kasher Tziv Hashem Moshe. Everything gets a Kasher Tziv Hashem Moshe. But Yisrael did it just like Hashem commanded Moshe. Until Pasuk Lama Gimel. 
Vayakim es hechatzer. Saviv la mishkan v'la mizbeach. Moshe sets up the outer rim of the mishkan. The outer wall. The outer one. Around the mishkan, around the mizbeach. Vayitain es masach sh'ar hechatzer. And he puts the door, the door netting. Vayichal Moshe es hamalacha. And he finished the malacha. Finish the malacha. No kasher tziv Hashem is Moshe here. Ask a number of the achronim. Why not? Why don't we have a mentioning of a kaddish baruch by the chutzner? Vayachal Moshe. We should have. They finished everything. Kasher tziv Hashem is Moshe. Where is it? Two answers. One from Rish Shwab, Mayan Beis Hashoeva, and one from Yivov Zedachan Yikornitzer. Source number four, Mayan Beis Hashoeva. V'tavar Tebahu. It's a wonder. Shari b'chol ha'parsha k'shem maskeresi is kol tov v'davar. Whenever you mention anything, it says k'shem tziv Hashem is Moshe. The Ola, the Ara, the Shokhal, the Menorah, everything. B'liyotim in haklal. Sach ha'kol esrim pa'amim 20 times. V'kan it doesn't say k'shem tziv Hashem is Moshe. And it doesn't even sound like it's a cumulative. He finished all the malacha. It doesn't say kol here. V'yichal is a malacha. It sounds like what he just did. So why doesn't he say it? So V'yei Shlomar, Rav Schwab's answer. Shaharei Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, V'yichuli l'shmi, v'chein emar v'asuli mikdash pirish l'shmi. Everything in the Mishkan had to be with perfect kavana. Had to be l'shem Hashem, had to be l'shma. From the first piece of wood. V'kfar b'yarnu, we already explained. Shabasi as a Mishkan lo shayach haklal. Shela olam yasuk adam betarav mitzvah shalol l'shma. Shemitoch shalol l'shma balishma. You can't rely on the principle of shalol l'shma is going to lead to l'shma in the Mishkan. Why? Ki bebinyan a Mishkan tzarach hakolios b'chilu l'shma. The Mishkan is a special din. The house of Hashem. It's got to be l'shma from the start. It's got to be perfect. Perfect kavana in the building, so that perfect kavana occurs to actions inside. That is why by every cleave, it says they did it exactly based on how Hashem commanded Moshe because it was done Lashma. It was perfect. And every cleave was perfect. And the inside, Machshava, plays such a crucial role by all Karbanas. Those wanting Zvachim, no. All the Homosech, there's all the proper Machshavas. Aval skipping a line. Behachatzer sheshem hu makom asifas ha'am. What happens in the outer chatzer? Who? What happens? Occurs inside the outer chatzer. That's all Klal Yisrael come in there. All Klal Yisrael are not always thinking perfectly lishma. Sometimes we daydream. Sometimes we don't have that lishma element. If you're going to say that the chatzer also is perfect and needs that high standard of lishma and not even shalol lishma balishma. That's how it's created, which would then mean that's what's required inside of it. Then, then the rest of Klaiser wouldn't be able to come. The outer chutzner, you got to have a little more flexibility. And outside that area, all Klaiser will have to come. Aliyah l'regel, lo ratzah kadosh baruch hu lahafkia es pshutei ha'am she'ena vodasam kulo lishma. Kadosh baruch didn't want to leave anybody out. Okay, to go into the heichal. Okay, that's limited. To deal with the kalim that's limited. But in the chatzer, the outer, the outer courtyard where everyone else could be, so that he wants to include everyone. Doesn't say that. You want to include everybody. That's where everybody is involved, and therefore as a sim- symbol that everyone can be involved no matter what level you're on. You don't have to be on the high level of the Kohanim going inside. That's why he doesn't say Kasher Tziv Hashem as Moshe there. It just says Moshe did it. Moshe did it without that allusion to the Kavana. One answer of Rishwab. Rabbi Yosef Nechemyug, though, gives a little, little more lengthy answer in his classic creative style. Rabbi Yosef Nechemyug asked the same Kasha, line 6. Why by Chatzar does it not say Kasher Siv Hashem as Moshe? So he says, first of all, let's remember a Rashi earlier in the Parsha. Earlier in the Parsha. It says on line 9, Vayaviyu es ha-mishkan el Moshe. The Pasuk says that they brought the Mishkan to Moshe. Amalo Moshe la-Kadosh Baruch Moshe was troubled. Moshe couldn't figure it out. 
Eich efsher hakamaso aydei adam. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. Moshe told HaKadosh Baruch Hu, How do I do the every nod and bolt? I can't figure it out. What does the Rashi say? Amar lei, Asokata biyadcha. You start. Nire kimekimo. It'll look like you're building it. Vuhu niska fakame elo. But really HaKadosh Baruch Hu is like, I'm doing it. It'll look like you're putting it up. But that's what the Pasuk says. Hukam hamishkan. The Mishkan was built. It doesn't say Moshe built it. It says the Mishkan was built. Rashi tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu and his avod of the Mishkan, he only started. He couldn't do it. Chazal make a big, have a big emphasis about the menorah. Moshe got it. But the menorah, but really, it says of Yosef the Chemia, according to Rashi. Rashi quotes it earlier in Pasuk Lam and Gimel. Earlier, Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu really just started. But really, he had trouble with everything. To build, Moshe, he wasn't an architect. HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped him out. Moshe just did the first step. Let's keep that Rashi in the back of our minds for a minute. Now let's continue. Line 13. bazen nireh says of Yosef Nechemia, ki yadua mi medrish v'svarim. It's known from many sources. Shaham mishkan v'kelav, kulam remazim, nifla'im la'adam ha'yisraeli. The entire mishkan is really symbolic of a human, of a human being. Every element of the Mishkan symbolizes us. We build the Mishkan Lishma, we have to build ourselves Lishma. There's an Arana Kodesh in the Mishkan, there's an Arana Kodesh in every Jew. For Asuli Migdash, but for Shachanti Besocham. Everything about the Mishkan is symbolic of a Jew. And we learn from perfecting the Mishkan how to perfect ourselves. And every element teaches us how to act in our own lives. And he quotes it from Sukkim and Yecheskel as well. Turning over the page. So everything about the Mishkan is really a reflection of us. That's step one. Step two. And Chazal tell us in many different ways they say the same idea. We can really never accomplish anything in life where we're not for Siyata Deshmaya. We always have to do our part and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will do the rest. It looks like we're accomplishing, but really we just took step one. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the rest. Shabbos Kufdalat Habolatar Messiah so. If somebody comes to be Matar himself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps him out. The Gemara in Megillah. That if somebody wants to learn, he needs Yata Deshmaya. The Gemara in Kedushin. You have to dive into the one who has in charge of Chachma. So everything in life. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't help, we wouldn't be able to accomplish it. We wouldn't be able to accomplish it. So that's the message of the Rashi. Rashi tells us the entire Mishkan Moshe had trouble with. You know what Hashem says? You start and then I'll take care of the rest. That's our lives. The way we build a perfect Mishkan, the way we build perfect lives, we perfect ourselves, is by taking the first step and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will do the rest. In all areas, in Torah, in Avodah, Gimilas Chasadim, it's all about what Rashi says, what Moshe did by the Mishkan, that applies to every Jew in the Mishkan of their own lives. Every person is to build. We have to take the first step. And the desire. And the desire to do. will finish it. That's the Rashi and that's step one. And that applies to every element of the Mishkan. Except for one. The first step. The first step that you got to do yourself. The first step, Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't do. If we don't take that step, Kodesh Baruch Hu is not meeting us at all. We have to take the first step. What's the symbol of the first step? The outer chatzah. The outer chatzah. The first thing you get to the Mishkan. The first thing is the outside wall. The outside wall, there's no kasher tziva Hashem es Moshe. The whole Mishkan gets kasher tziva Hashem es Moshe. 
Just like Hashem told, what did Hashem tell Moshe? He told Moshe, you start and I'll continue. That applies to every element in life and every element of the Mishkan. But it doesn't say that by the, by the outer wall because the outer wall symbolizes the first step we take. No, not like Hashem told Moshe. No, this you got to do yourself. Moshe, Moshe did it himself. You got to do it yourself. That's why it's the outer wall. Next column. Next column. Line four. Shabbos, Laman, Aleph. Beautiful Chazal. If somebody has Torah, but he doesn't have Yerushalayim to take the first step, he knows unbelievable Torah secrets, but he doesn't have the Yerushalayim, he doesn't have the Musr to act like a mensch, which is really the first step. It's like you have the keys to the inner chambers, but you don't have the key to the front door, so you can't get in. If you don't have the keys to the front door, so then he can't get into the treasures. The first step, Yerushalayim, Derech Eretz. What is that nimshal tu in Chazal? The outer door, the outer chamber. So that is why, says Rabbi Yosef Dechem Yavi Alkain, Bechol Seder Akamas HaMishkan, Vekelov, Harom Zim L'Shlemus HaAdam, by all the elements and all the parts of the Mishkan that reflect and represent a person, that a person, uh, how a person could perfect themselves, Shalo Yiska Adam Bekochol Levado, a person can never do it himself. So it says, Gosh, I see Hashem is Moshe. Like Hashem told Moshe in that Rashi. You do step one and I'll do the rest. But step one, you got to do yourself. So the Chatzar at the end doesn't say that. Al-Kain Bazel Oksiv at the end now, line 20. Gosh, I see Hashem is Moshe. Ela, Vayachal Moshe said Malacha. Moshe did it. Kibino Gele Yira, Lo Hayarak Maschil. Venira Kimikimo, Ela Hiskil Vagam Gamar. You got to do the whole first step. Right? Reishis Chachma! Yiras Hashem! That's the first step. The first step is Yiras Hashem. And that's Nimshal to the outer door, and that's why the Chatzar, you gotta do it yourself. Yosef Bechemi takes us home. Okay. Lamates Mem Gimel, two more ideas related to Parshas Pekudeh. In Mem Gimel, after everything, going back a parak, Lamates Mem Gimel, when everything was finished, Moshe Rabbeinu gives a bracha. Moshe Rabbeinu looks all around after he received all of the all of the donations. Moshe gives a bracha. What's the bracha? Rashi says, You should have a shrasa shechina in your ma'asiyadayim. You should have a shrasa shechina in your ma'asiyadayim. I saw in Karasal Shavas Onik, he quotes a story, a lot of stories quoted in different svarim. I picked one. A similar bracha. Moshe Rabbeinu gave the bracha to Chal Yisrael that should be Hashraz Hashchina and Yermai Siyadayim. So later on in history there was also someone who gave that bracha. In Velazhin, Vakarsal Shabbat quotes in Surah number 7, there was a very rich Jew named Rabbi Yitzchak. Benosef Lashra Arav, Chaya Rabbi Yitzchak, Gam Talmud Chacham, Gadol Medatim and Mitzvahs. He was rich, but he was also a big Talmud Chacham and a big Masmid. Every time he went out to a business trip, he always brought back Wonderful treats, wonderful matanas for his family. Line five. One time before he went out, his wife said, the next time you come back, you have to bring back a shas. You have to bring back a gemara. Very, in those days, you know, not everybody had a shas. You go in the store, I think we mentioned in the past, one time, one time Rabbi Kiva Eger was passing through a town and the innkeeper, the innkeeper had a... Um, yeah, I guess he didn't bring any svarim with him. He asked the innkeeper, you have any, you have any svarim that I could use? The innkeeper's like, I have a rashba on Yavamis. So Rekhi Vega's like, okay, thank you, I'll take it. Took the rashba on Yavamis. So the innkeeper, he knew this was a special, he seemed to be a special person. If he took the rashba on Yavamis, he never have a gemari Yavamis. Took the rashba on Yavamis. So he took it and he listens at the door and he hears, here's Rekhi Vega going through the rashba the entire night. He's going through the whole rashba. And the next morning, he gives it back. He says, thank you very much. He left. And he sees that he had two pages missing from the Rashba. And he sees Rabbi Kiva Eger had written in the missing pages. That's somebody. They didn't have Rashba. We have a Rashba on the shelf. He knew the Rashba by heart. He knew the Rashba by heart. A lot of, mus- a lot of muster from that, uh, from that story. Hey, he knew the Rashba by heart. Also, he couldn't bear that there was a Rashba missing pages. He had to fill in the pages also. He felt it was like a, it was like a, it was a Rashba. But it, was a, it was a Balmum. He had, to, he had to fix it. A lot of messages from that that's the story of Rikiv But anyway, so here, so Svarim Warren is common in those days. So, 
The, his wife says, you got to bring back a shas. So, wonderfully, he brings back a shas. Brings back a shas, one of the few shasim in, in Velazhin. Line 9, and his wife decided that they were going to use this shas to people who wanted to learn it. They were going to give it out to whoever needed it, open up the library. The wife was in charge. He kept doing his business and his wife was in charge of, of giving out the shas. One time, who visited Velazhin? None, none other than Rabbi Yaleib, the Shagasarye. Shagasarye came to, came to, came to Velazhin. And he heard that there was a shas that was that was being given out on uh, borrowing the sechdes. So wonderful, see so he goes and Haisha line fifteen. Shehitrak shama obe shalagon la beisam shagas arye. He says he says don't be toreach. He says don't come whenever you want you want a, a mesechta. I'll send somebody. I'll send somebody with a shas. And this went on for a long time. The shagas arye kept borrowing volumes and volumes in order to to learn all of shas. But before he left, he went to see the owner of the shas. Once the owner of the shas, on the basis of Rabbi Yitzchak, and he gave him a bracha. Yehiratzon Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. Yehiratzon Shetisha Shchina B'Masi Yadechem. And I give you a bracha that one of your sons should be Melamed this shas barabim. He should be the great, a great leader in Klal Yisrael. And another of your sons should know Kala Torah Kuba. Backwards, forwards, should be an unbelievable time Chacham that he shouldn't even need shas. So one should teach Shas to everybody, the other one shouldn't even need Shas. Who was this father? Who was this Rav Yitzchak? He ended up having two children. One of them was Rav Chaim Yivalajan, who taught Torah Barabim to all of Klai Yisrael. And his brother, who was less famous, because he didn't teach Torah to Klai Yisrael. But if you look, Rav Chaim, whenever he talks about his brother and his writing, Rav Zalmala, Rav Zalmala Mivalajan. So he, he didn't even need Shas, because he knew it. That's the power of a bracha. Okay, one more thought related to Parshas Pekude as we then transfer into Shkala. One more thought on Pekude. A question that is really a major question on the Parsha, even though it's really a question only on the last Pasuk. If you think about what would we expect the last Pasuk of Pekude to tell us? Remember way back when the first Parsha in Sefer Shmos, the Hakdama of Shmos, the Ramban says, is Sefer ha- the, the name of Shmos is Sefer HaGeula. This is the Parsha of the Geula, the redemption. We start off in Shmos, we're downtrodden, we are subjugated, we're a, a, a nation of slaves, we're not even a nation, and we're lowly, and we're getting pushed and killed, and we're building Pisum and Ramses, and slowly, slowly we build up. First we have the Snet. And then we have the Makas. And then we have Kriyas Yams. And then we have Matan Torah. And this is all heading towards the goal. We're heading towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu resting His presence among Klai Yisrael. And Matan Torah says the Ramban, that's just a one-time event. Really the goal is the Mishkan. The Mishkan says the Ramban is a Hemshech of Matan Torah. And that's the goal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to rest His presence to Klai Yisrael. That's the goal. Give me a Vayikra, please. Right? So what happens? So what are we expecting? We're expecting. I got one. Thank you. We're expecting. The end of the end of Pekude. What did the Pesukim say? The Anan covers the Olamoed. And Pasuk Lamed Hey. Velo Yachol Moshe Lavo El Olamoed. Moshe can't go in. Kishachan Alav Anan. When the Anam went up, they traveled. They didn't go up, they stayed. The Anam was there, the Ace was there for B'nai Yisrael. And, where's the next Pasuk? Where's the next Pasuk? The Pasuk said Moshe couldn't go in. Where's the next Pasuk? And Moshe went in. Where is it? We're waiting, we're waiting for that Shras HaShchina, that the meaning of Klai Yisrael and Hashem, the meaning, the love shown. And how do we end off Sefer Shmos? Moshe can't go in. Only the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. What happens there? Vayikra El Moshe. Hashem says, okay, come on. Come. Now I'm going to talk to you. Vayidabra Hashem love me o It's like a letdown. Okay, put the put first pasuk in Vayikra. Put that at the end of Shmos. Isn't that the goal? The goal is the connection. We started off so low. We're going up, going up, going up, and it's like we didn't get there. 
Moshe Rabbeinu is left on a cliffhanger. Nothing. He's outside the Oamoi. Boom. Nothing. Beginning of a Yikra. A Yikra Moshe. He calls to Moshe. So what's the message? So one idea can be, again, not for now, just to mention quickly, one idea can be that the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to realize is that not everything comes right away. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a greater plan and we just have to wait. And it might not be in a week. And the answer that we want or we're looking for might not be in a, day, a, a month or even a year or even a lifetime. There'll be a Vayikra El Moshe. But it doesn't always happen right away. Maybe that's one small idea related to why we end off. Right after we say Moshe Rabbeinu can't go in, we say Chazak, Chazak. What a letdown. Says Rav Nevenzal a different shot. Says Rav Nevenzal, we're not going to read the whole Rav Nevenzal. I didn't give you the whole Rav Nevenzal. I gave you a couple of paragraphs worth. But says Rav Nevenzal, first he quotes the question. Lechora, source 8. If we assume that Ashras Hashchina is the high point, is the pinnacle that we're looking for in Sefer Shmos, Haresha Sefer Mistayim B'tzur Ma'oreres Tamiya, the Sefer ends off in a very strange way. B'meyan Siman Sheilot, like a question mark. What was the goal? Sirta starts off a Chasa Anan Uchvod Hashem, wonderful, wonderful. And Moshe can't go in. Line 14. The nation probably does a double take. Their heart skips a beat. What's going on here? Moshe can't go in? Why is that the end? Says Reb Nevenzal. Maybe it's not such a downer. I'll say the idea outside and then we'll see parts of it inside. Says Reb Nevenzal. If you think about it in a deeper sense... The greatest reflection of Hashras Hashchina is when you can't go in. That's when you know that God is really there. Harsinai. Until Kadesh Baruch Hu came and after he left, then you can go whatever you want. Dafka! Dafka! Moshe can't go in! That's the greatest showing! That Hashem is there and His presence is there. Yes, we're going to wait. There's going to be communication. But in a deeper sense, this is the pinnacle. This is, he doesn't say, quote it, but this is Mamish Harsinai again. Exactly Harsinai, when nobody else could go up. So, so to hear. Even Moshe Rabbeinu for a moment before Vayikrael Moshe. That's the greatest show. Yes, there's Ava. But as Reb Nevenzel emphasizes, in the Mikdash, the emphasis is Yira. O Mikdashi Tiro. That's why the Gemara says in, in, in Zvachim, Ein Asei Docholos Haseisha Mikdash. Because Haseis are based on Abbas Hashem, and Haseis are based on Yira Hashem. In Mikdash, Yira is primary. That is, the, that is the focus there. And that's why maybe, in a deeper sense, the greatest way of showing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here is that we can't go in. The holier it is, the more distance there is. And he quotes Raya's to this, and he quotes um, this idea. Just look at the, uh, just let's read the end of it so we can just have an idea on Shkalom as well. Source 11, turn over the page for a minute. Nimsa in Cain. Shekasher Bachra HaTorah L'sayim Sefer Shmos. When the Torah decides, when HaKadosh Baruch decided how to end off the Sefer, Dafka B'Nekuda Ba'ein Moshe Yochel HaGesh If Moshe went in, then we think, okay, he's going in. I can go into anywhere. That's the gula. That shows that they've returned. When we see when we see that even Moshe can't go in, he's also limited. The more kadosh a place is the more that you might not be able to to go in there, and that really reflects Hashra Sashrina. Right? More more rules there. Okay. That takes us through Pakude. Now let's just end off with two thoughts related to Parshas to Parshashkala. Two thoughts related to Parshashkala. One smaller one. Uh, they're both pretty uh, pretty pretty small. You spoke about Shkalim in the past. But let's do one thought first from Torah, in the Torah Ladas, the one on Moadim in source number 13, Rabbi Blue. 
The Pasuk says, even those who don't say Yotzros in Shmona Esrei on Shkalim and the Dalat Parshias, we can still learn from a line in the Yotzros. He quotes in Soas 13, Kofer mishalo etainlo. What does that mean? The question is asked by Shkalim, we know it's a Zecher to the Machsas HaShechel, which they used to do on Rosh Chodesh Adar. What exactly is the message of Machsas HaShechel? All money, it's not really mine anyway. I'm giving it to God. So what's the message of the Machsas HaShechel? Even if I give all the money in the world. So what's, what am I supposed to be feeling when I did the Machsas HaShekel? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me everything. I'm supposed to recognize that every day. So I'm giving it back to him? HaTeretu says her by Bloom. This is similar Similar. Interesting that he puts this together to what Chazal tells us in Psachim and in Baba Kama. Shnei dvarim eina b'rshuso shaladam va'asana kazav kilo ein b'rshuso. There are two things that a person really cannot own. But Hashem says, you own it for my purposes. Number one is a pit in the middle of the street. If I dig a pit in the middle of the street, is that mine legally? No, it belongs to the street. But it's mine enough that I'm going to be chayiv for any damages that happen in the pit. Number one. And the other one is chamitz on Pesach. Legally, halachically, you can't own something that's Asr Bahana. You can't own it. So how could you ever violate Baal Yerabayimatsa? You don't own it. It's a, yours enough to violate. Says the Torah Ladas. Money is enough ours to use for mitzvahs. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makshav azakezav shenosin adam. It's as if it's yours so that you realize it to give it back to me, to get a kapara. He says it's like Rav Palm once said. Why do you see? I give this, I do this to my kids too. Why do fathers in shul give their kids like a dollar? Right? Or a shekel. Here, go put this in the stucco box. Okay, to be mitragel, be margel them to give stucco. But it's really the father's money. What we, we want the kid to feel like he's giving stucco. That's also part of it. It's everything the, the child has is from the parent. No, but it's also not cost of kilo for shusa. It's as if it's yours. Because I want you to give the stucco. I want you to feel like you're giving the stucco. So that's Maxus Shekel. It's a recognition that yes, everything comes from Hashem, but it's ours enough so that we realize that message and then we give it back to Hashem Baruch. One idea, but a second idea related to Shkalim, and this maybe helps us in starting off the entire process of Shkalim Zachar Parachodesh. Maybe next week or the coming weeks we'll talk about the connection of all four of them. There's a Medrash. Look in source 14. Look at the Medrash on line 24. The Tanchuma says that Moshe said to Hashem, Who's going to remember me after I die? Says Moshe Rabbeinu. Who's going to remember me? Hashem says, don't worry. Hashem says, don't worry. Don't worry. You told them in your Torah, you told them Machsas Shekel. And with that, you raised them. So to every year, they give Shkalim or they read about Shkalim. You're there. In other words, Moshe says, how am I going to be remembered? Hashem says, don't worry. When they give Shkalim, they'll remember you. Out of all 613 mitzvahs, or let's say mitzvahs I say, out of all 248 mitzvahs, Shkalim is the one that we remember Moshe Rabbeinu with. No, maybe, maybe, maybe Shabbos, which is like a Mishnah and the Mon, which is B'schus Moshe. You think of other mitzvahs that are maybe more connected to Moshe Rabbeinu than Shkalim. Why Shkalim? How does that remind us of Moshe Rabbeinu? So now go back to the earlier part of Source 14. Rav Chanok Karlenstein says, to answer the other question, the more famous question in Shkalim, why a Machzis? Why machzis a shekel? Why not everybody give a shekel? Why machzis? So some say, it's so that achdus. You remember, we're all together. We're only half. The other answer given by Rabbeinu Bachai and others, Mepharshim, is that it's to remind us that we are not always perfect. And we're not always whole. Velot kidei lo'ameh, line 7, es ha'adam midas ha'anava. It's about humility. 
It's about, you know what, sometimes my midas are broken. Sometimes I have, to, I have a lot to work, we all have a lot to work on. We should never feel like we're perfect and we're done and we've gotten there. In Ruchnius, we always have more to do. We're always broken. There's always a little, we're always chipped. We're always chipped a little bit. We shouldn't have a chip. But we should feel like we're chipped. That's the shkalim. Moshe Rabbeinu. Don't worry, you're going to be remembered. Ha'anav mikol adam. How can they not think about you when they give, give shkalim? That's the whole message. Because after all, what's shkalim about? Shkalim is about the money they use is to bring carbonates in the base of Migdash. What's the purpose of the base of Migdash? Hashras hashchina, like we just spoke about. That was the whole tachlis of Sefer Shmos. So as we start the process of Shkalem, which is going to be used for Karbanis, which is going to be used as we head towards these special, special days in our calendar, towards Pesach and Benisa Nigalu, Benisa Nasitin Ligal, this will be the year, Tavshinai and Aleph. This will be the last one. Next year, we'll be just talking about Shkalem. We'll be giving Shkalem, maybe even this year. Meheri Yibana Beis HaMikdash. Right? It could be an Adar too. We won't argue. We won't ask the Kasha, I it was supposed to be a Nisan, right? We'll all, we'll all mask him here. If it comes tomorrow, we'll accept Mashiach. It's okay. So says the, says Rav Chanoch Karlenstein, that's the Pshat of the Medrash, and that's the second message in Shkalim. Number one, the Torah Ladas, everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's as if it's ours in life, but really nothing's ours. Really, HaKol Mishalow. And number two, the message of Anava, the message that Moshe Rabbeinu taught us, they always have to remember the Machsis, because that's going to bring the Ashraz Ashkina that this whole entire process is Bez Hashem heading towards. Okay, we'll stop here. Everybody should have a Gu'in, Chazak, Chazak, and Parsha Shkolem, and a Gu'in Chodesh.